Hey guys, awesome episode with a real live sex doctor. Enjoy, share it with friends. Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from Times Square, New York City, Nutmeg Studio, episode two from Nutmeg Studio. We're so pumped to be here. We talked about it last episode, but we have new a new home here at Nutmeg Studio. It is top-of-the-line equipment, top-of-the-line facility. They got bathrooms, they got coffee. They got soundproof <laughs> walls and shit. A timer that looks like it's from the movie, from the TV show Lost. Um, they got it all. So we're super pumped to be here at Nutmeg Studio. If you need any type of uh, audiovisual stuff, I mean, I, I, I've never seen a place like this. So you got to come and get involved with them. Uh, I, I want to get right into today's episode. I'll do a couple announcements. Um, I'm coming across the country to do shows. I'm going to be at the Cellar Las Vegas, at the Rio, the 20th through 25th. Use CC Social to get cheaper tickets. Philly, uh, the Punchline, the 27th to 29th. Atlanta, Laughing Skull Lounge, July 14th. Denver, Comedy Works, the 23rd of July. Um, Charlotte, Comedy Zone, August 15th. And that's what I got so far. I'm very excited. Listen. This podcast keeps growing. It is our time of year. Shitty summer internship season. Some of you are sitting out there. You're looking at a wall. You're looking at a felt wall in an office you don't want to be at. And you're wondering, oh, man, what am I going to do with my ears? Well, Papa JT is here. The king of brunch. The wizard of weddings. The sultan of swipe. The prince of promos. I'm here for you, baby. We had a new one last time. The something of holidays. Someone called me the Archbishop of Archbishop of Ass Play. That's me, okay? And you can find me. You guys send me those DMs. Are you listening? Oh, man. It feels like I'm out in a field. I'm bent on all fours. And you're taking a feather, and you're just gently grazing from anus to shaft. Back and forth. Back and forth. To and fro. Here and there. That's where you can hear it. Hear that wind? I'm out, I'm out in the fields. You come over with a gentle feather. A long feather. One of those really long ones. It almost looks comical how big the feather is. Storm rolling in. Time to get those nuts out. Pull them out. Drip, drip, drip. Water starts coming down. The feather's wet. But something's good about that. And then you take it right up and down. If you're a fan of this podcast, you're going to be a fan of Patreon. I love doing Patreon. We do bonus episodes every Sunday of the podcast. And I'm just I'm just jamming. Just going from subject to subject. It's like my, you know, it's kind of like a news and notes. Shelby, right? 
Say Jay Chain's Sunday Thoughts. Yes, a Sunday Thoughts. That's a good way to put it, Shelby. So go on patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Three bucks a month gets you a bonus podcast and blogs. Ten bucks if you want personalized advice. I'm very excited about today's guest. We're going to do, we're going to talk it out. Um, but I want to, we're going to do, I want to talk to this person because she got in touch with me and I'm very excited to have her because she's a professional. She's a real expert. I always say, you guys send in your emails, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Keep spreading the word. But you send your emails to some some idiot calls himself the salt in the swipes, okay? I'm just giving perspective. This is a real, accredited, professional, going to be a doctor. And, and I'm very excited to have her here. And I'd like, you know, this is the thing. Pants, when they don't fit, you got to make a change. And I just wanted to... I think this will be a fun episode because of, of your background, and this is exciting me. Rachel Hoffman, you're a social worker, and you are a private practice of human sexuality. Yep. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. It's very exciting for me, too. We've never had... You're, you're not a doctor yet. You're going to be a doctor. Yeah, within a year, hopefully. Okay. But you're a professional. You I give am. people real... And what do you... What is, explain what you do to the audience. So people come in with problems related to sexuality, like sexual dysfunctions, intimacy issues with a partner, communication problems. Is it always with a partner that they come in you? No, no, no. A lot of times it's individuals coming in with maybe they had issues in the past with sexuality. Maybe it's a reason they broke up with a partner and they're coming in and they really want to talk about it before starting a new relationship. Well, to kind of connect last episode to this one, because we taped two in a week, we just had an email about a guy who's on this crazy sex romp. He's got, Mm. you know, two women, two men. There's a whole orgy going on and his penis just doesn't work. Like, is that a situation you've heard of before? All the time. It sounds to me like some performance anxiety. Yeah. It also sounds like this is somebody who's probably watched porn in the past. We did talk about that. We said too much porn. Yeah. So it's I wouldn't say too much porn. It's when you relate your story to porn. It, explain that. I for think us. porn is great. Um, okay. okay. Relax, porn, Rachel. Porn is, <laughs> porn is awesome. <laughs> okay. You like you think porn is a go? You don't think there's too much of it out there? I don't think there's too much of it. I think it's when you watch porn, are you saying to yourself, this is what my sex needs to look like? That's the problem. Okay, you think it should be more of an escape than a reality. I think it's something that you can look at. It's like a fairy tale. It's like when you watch Mm -hmm. these movies and you're like, this is beautiful, this is amazing, but that's not necessarily your life. Yeah. So you have to make the separation between what you're watching and what your life is going to look like. Okay, and you think this guy basically thought, I'm in the porn now. Yeah. And yep. he did, got anxiety. And then he got anxiety. I have to perform that way. I have to perform like this master, you know, porn. Yeah, you're person. trying to you 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 can play basketball, but you ain't gonna dunk like LeBron. Exactly. Exactly. That is interesting. You got to make the distinction. So someone comes to you and they say, "What's the biggest problem that people have these days?" Because you have a book out, and yeah. uh, listen, people out there, if you want to get involved with Rachel Hoffman, I'm very excited. She's here at Sex Doc Hoff with two F's on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yep. Both. And you have a book out called Dating and Mating in a Techno-Driven World. Mm-hmm. So you can find that on Amazon, yep. Dating and Mating in a Techno-Driven World. What is the most the, the most frequent problem you come into c- contact with? Um, low intimacy, low desire. What does that mean? So um, someone comes in and says, I don't want to have sex with my partner or I don't feel How the do sex you, drive. But well, then why be together? Do you ever look at them and go, just break the fuck up? 
Mm, depends. <laughs> depends. What do you mean? I mean, it depends how what the what I think it's stemming from. So sometimes what I think happens when a couple's been together for a long time, yeah. this this typically happens. It also happens with hormonal changes. So first, I'll obviously say go to get your hormones tested, see okay. if there's like a low testosterone level or something. Low T. Low T. Okay, That's I've, true. Heard, I've seen I've seen the co- commercials. Exactly, golf. low T. Yeah. Important. But second of all. I always say this to them. This is men you're talking to, or no, just no, mo- both. men and women. Okay, totally both. Um, I ask them, "What does your partner do that turns you on?" And they mm. can't answer the question. So that's where I kind of start from. If you don't know what your partner does that turns you on, you're not going to want to have sex with them. Sure. I mean, I never. I yeah. I guess right. This is a, this is a simple question that I've really never no. thought of. Yeah, because when you're starting a relationship, it's like physical, like, I want you, I need you right this second. Sure. Long term, that's not going to be the case necessarily. It's okay. not going to be just like I walk into the house, I see my partner of 40 years, and I want to attack them. Interesting. Do you think in the beginning of the relationship, it could be anyone that turns you on, and then you get more specific as time goes on? I think that in the beginning, it's just there's like some sort of like connection and in chemistry. Um, mm. You know, you you just want to. I don't know. It's like this physical pull to the person, right? Yeah. And like I want that release. And then after some time, it becomes. For example, I tell someone like, if your partner does the chores, if your partner does the dishes, are you attracted to them? And they're like, you know, I I have never thought of it that way. Yeah. And I'm like, do something about it. Go up and like touch them. Touch them. Get when you feel it in you. This should be more you-driven is kind of what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. Exactly. Now, like, you know, are you hearing weird stories? Is there people that come in and, like, I a lot of times we have a lot of people that write in. And I'm, now I'm, like, referencing old emails yeah, yeah. because, you know, now we got you here. This is a free session. Yeah, free session. You're welcome, audience. <laughs> you got doc, Dr. Hoffman for free. Um, and you can go follow her at sexdochoff and get the book, Dating and Mating in a Techno-Driven World. No, we have people that are like, well, I want to do this. I want to get freaky. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but I don't want to bring it up. That's crazy because typically um, I would say both partners probably have fantasies and desires. Okay. So I'll always say have a conversation with your partner. Let's say let's go out and talk about our fantasies. Okay. Let's, That's the goal of the, yeah, of the going yeah. out. Let's go get drunk and talk about our fantasies. or yeah. like Things you've ha- thought of. Things you've thought of. What type of porn do you watch? <laughs> Bringing back the porn. But that is one of those things that like it's tough for people to bring up. It is really hard. But you have to remember that most likely your partner has also thought of something. Well, that's what usually happens. I mean, I uh, we've all been there. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do, mm-hmm. missionary? You know, and then you <laughs> end up in the same thing. Right. It's true. And even if that crazy thought is, okay, like I want to have a threesome one day, fine. At least it's something. But then it gives you the support of being able to say, well, I've thought of, you know, getting spanked or whatever it is. Well, well, this is the thing. Like with a guy, I'm sure every guy at some point has thought of a threesome. How do you, you know, let's say you're four years in with a girl and you say, I've been thinking of threesomes. Then she looks and goes, you're thinking of other women? Yeah, but that's that's misconception of threesomes. What's the misconception? I mean, the the threesome misconception is just because you want someone to join the equation doesn't mean that that initial partner is any less important to you. It's just a fun way to spruce up a relationship. Yeah. Totally support that as well. Wow. But it's the communication. It's the foundation. If the relationship is super, super healthy, then I think that's when you could add in all these crazy wild stuff. If the relationship sucks and you're like, we're going to spruce it up by adding all this stuff, that's not going to help the relationship. It's like the baby fair. Like, our relationship sucks. Let's, like, throw a baby into the mix sure. and it'll all be better. It's not going to help. And people do that with sex sometimes yep. where they're like, okay, maybe, you know, we, we're we not okay, but this thing will make it exactly. okay. Exactly. 
Okay. I, I feel like I have so many questions for you, and I wish we could, like, I wish there were people on the line to call in. Maybe we should have a call-in thing. What is, you know, it, you, you wrote the book, Dating and yeah. Mating in a Techno-Driven World. What, with dating and social media, what, oh is, what have you found to be the thing that your this book would teach people? So this is what I'm doing my dissertation on right now. Technology is a huge problem with relationships. I What's was, the biggest problem? So I mean, I'm on social media all day long. Yeah, that's yeah. I answer everybody over DM. Like when people write me, I do think it's. I I think I'm getting to the point where it's becoming too much. Mm-hmm. But I do th- send a thank you to people that DM me, and I do respond. And if I see ten DMs. It does hang in my mind where I like I feel like I have to have, you know some people with their email they're like I have to have a zero mm-hmm. email I do have to have a zero <laughs> DM count at least with a heart yeah. and then like I but what's too much that's the problem it's it's if you're on it all day every day are you yeah. ever able to turn yourself off well this is the other thing like I'll go out you know if I'm a, as a single guy mm-hmm. go out to a bar and I'm end up in at the bar on my phone yeah. I will look at myself and I'll be like I've been here for an hour and I haven't looked up I I haven't talked to anybody right. here I'm here. For the weird. Yep. And now I'm not on the weird because I'm on my phone. Could be an attractive person standing next to you. You would never know because you're ne- just staring down. And never say anything. And never say anything, right. And because also we've kind of been desensitized and we see this with the apps yeah, to like yeah. talking to real people and, mm-hmm. and just introducing ourselves. We it is, I, it is so much easier to be like, hey, what's up over an app? Than it is in person. Yep, that's one of the things I talk about. It's it, people are rather go home, sit in sweatpants, eat a bucket of chicken or sure. whatever, and be on their swipe as opposed to going to force themselves to go out and communicate in person. The problem is if you're so used to talking through messaging, what yeah. happens then when you meet up with the person? You're so nervous. It's trouble yeah. communicating because we're learning to communicate through text. But also, you know, to defend the sit on the couch swiping mm-hmm. people, yeah. uh, 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 <laughs> most of us. Um, you can do that alone easier, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, where you like it's easy, if you're alone, it's the choice between do I go out and drink alone at a bar and hope that there's one other person that went out alone, one other loser, right. or do I go sit at home and at least I'm doing something that I know the person on the other end is alone. Right. So I don't think apps are a problem at all. I think they're great. Yeah. I think it's when you depend on the apps it becomes a problem. So if you're finding yourself going out with a group of friends or going out with one buddy and then you're on the app when you're out and you're not engaging and talking to other people or not going out with friends, not having a good time because you're like, I'd rather just sit home and swipe or be on social media in my home, that's Mm. when it becomes a problem. It should be... A second means to finding someone. Do you, you got to kind of, do you have strategies to help people? Like, mm-hmm. well, let's say there's someone out there right now that's connecting. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm on the apps too much. I'm out at a, I'm at a bar on the app, which is like crazy. That's like going to a bar at a bar. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's <laughs> but, insane. But we're it's insane, but we're all doing it. So like, it's no one's judging. So how do you? Learn yourself out of that. What's so I always say it's not about going to a bar with the intention of meeting someone. Okay. And I think what you're talking about with the brunch is it's about just putting yourself out there in general. Mm. Going to my favorite is sports game. Go to sports games. Yeah. You could always chat up with someone at a sports game. It's it's right now it's the NBA basketball, yep. uh, hockey. Playoffs. Everyone's watching yeah. something or Everyone's, chatting about sure. something. So go out, talk to someone about something, go with your friends out to a bar to like watch the game. Even if a girl came out to me, if I was out watching the game. Game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I'm a sports fan, but I'm not Same. crazy. Yeah. If someone came up to me, if a girl came up to me and it's like, I just wanted to go out and this was fun to go out, I'd be like, that's a fun person. Exactly. Even not knowing nothing about 
basketball yep. or hockey, Who cares? I would still be like, oh, this is a person that likes doing fun things. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So I'm not saying it's you're going out with the intention, okay, I'm not going to be on an app. Instead, I'm going to go to a bar and chat with someone at a bar. It's not yeah. that. It's just put yourself out there in general. And then you could be on the apps also. It's just not, you're not 100% dependent on them. You got to play in traffic to get hit. Now, <laughs> what a... Now, like, you know, to bring the sexuality into this, how does the sexuality work with, do you feel like people are on these apps so that they can tell someone what they're into? Um, I don't think it's so they could tell someone. I think it's people are nervous to talk in person about what they're into in general. Mm -hmm. And so they always prefer to hide behind text, right? So even if they're dating someone and they're off the apps and they're dating someone, they'd prefer to text someone and say, have you ever thought about doing this as opposed to communicating in person about it because you're hiding behind it. Of course. Is that a bad thing? It's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it should spark the conversation. Let's talk about this. In later. person. Let's talk about later. Yeah. I've been thinking about this. Exactly. At least one can get you to the next. Exactly. So there's nothing wrong with that. What is the weirdest thing <laughs> that someone's come to you with? I, I gotta ask. It's just so funny because to me... And people must ask this stuff all, all the time. All the time. Yeah. Nothing to me honestly sounds weird. There'll be Nothing cl- sounds weird to you. all clients come in and say, I'm about to tell you the weirdest thing you've heard. And they say it to me and I just have no reaction. And they're like, how do you have no reaction to this? I'm like, because the person before you said equally, I don't even call it weird, just equally the craziest thing that... This is what they like. This is what they like. So who cares? I mean, no one said anything that's... I'm like mind blown with it, honestly. I it's mean, just I, crazy fantasies. I'm, I'm like, the Ro- I kind of get it. I'm the Rosa Parks of uh, <laughs> ass play on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I've referred to myself. Yeah, ass play's great. And I've been a vocal proponent of a finger in the butt during a BJ. I think that's awesome. You think it's awesome? Yeah. Thank you. High fives all around. <laughs> we did it. Um, now, like something like that, because now we're in this new age of like the butt stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, I let's talk about butt, butt stuff. stuff. Like what? For a man that's worried about getting into that, what would you say to them? I mean, I mean, it came to me. Me, I was just more like, yeah, let's let's see what that happens. And you enjoy it. Yeah, I think it's (laughs) bacon on a cheeseburger. (laughs) That's a great way to put it. (laughs) What I don't understand is if a blowjob is that enjoyable and a finger in the butt makes it that much better, why are people so afraid of it? Well, I mean, I know, I know. Am I, uh, am I, I you know, what, am I gay? Stupid. That is so stupid. It's stupid. But you know, the, the, the I, I mean, know. can you encourage guys out there that are thinking? Do it. What about women? <laughs> what about women that are like, I don't want a poop finger? I know. Everyone asks about the poop finger. Everyone <laughs> asks about the poop finger? I thought I was being original here with my new thing. Poop finger was going to be my next hat. What, what do you People say to women? People are so nervous about the, the poop. I mean, just wipe really well. You'll be fine. I but mean, also go to the bathroom. Yeah, We've all had like a mess. It's going to be pleasurable. Just try it. And if it's not, then don't do it again. But it's just like anything else to try. If you could find greater pleasure with something in the butt, then do it. There's okay, now, do it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Okay. Now, what is the sexual thing that people are steering away from that you encourage them to do? Like, is there something that you could, because this is the hardest part. You're dating someone, you've gotten into your routine, and they're like, and honestly, they look at each other, they go, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? And both of you are game, but you're like, I don't even know what the thing would be. Perfect question. Yeah. Perfect question. This is what I do in therapy all the time. So it's called sensei therapy. This is what sex therapists are trained to do. Okay. So you're it's how to figure out what you like to do. Play, hold sexually. on. Sensei therapy. Let's get some sensei music <laughs> like uh, going on here. And and this is so you you're talking to someone and you're like, what's the thing that can get us to a different place sexually? It's huge. And so, here comes 
Sensei Hoffman. I'm going to give you the very, very brief version. Okay. And don't what look do you mean at, brief version? Why? So it's eight sessions work. But oh, I'm going to okay. tell you what I do initially, and I'm going to break it down very easily. You don't say, look it up. take your finger, put it in his butt. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you start one partner to the other partner for at least 20 minutes working down from head to toe. At least 20 minutes. People rush foreplay. So this is to teach them how to slow down. Okay. Head to toe, We were just minutes. talking about foreplay last episode. and concentrate I'm a sides guy that's what I always say I'd rather the foreplay than you know the sides than the main course it's it's people forget about foreplay they yeah like rush to the to the end it's I'd ridiculous. rather a wedding of all cocktail food cocktail hour food I'm right there with you than a wedding of main courses oh, so this is so kind nice. of the it's similar like thing you're teasing your partner from head to toe mm. and at the end you're telling your partner you know how which spots were you surprised that you liked okay which spots did you want more of uh, so you're like talking head to toe. Head you're saying to toe. Oh, and you cannot touch the genital regions. So off limits. Off limits. Breast, penis, vagina. All of that's off. Breast count. Yeah, you can't okay. touch them. No breasts. No penis. No vagina. No vagina. Mm-hmm. No butt. No butt. Okay. Stay away. So th- you you have to touch everything else. And you're trying to arouse your partner without touching those areas. And people come in the next session mind blown. Real this sim- because this to me this seems like so simple that it wouldn't work right because I'd simple. be like you know you, you know, kiss my whatever finger like that's what you no no so you think about it like you have the neck you have the ear yeah. you have all these erogenous zones sure. that people don't forget about completely they just go about. get I'm the penis in yep. me and we're yeah. fucking let's do this and you forget that sex is so much more than mm. this like end result of penis vagina action it's yeah it's way more than that. It's the tease. It's getting your partner lubricated and aroused. It's way more sure. that than the end. People are focused on the orgasm. So this is a good first step for any couple any or couple, anybody that's anyone. like. You could do it on yourself, too. You could. How do you do it on yourself? You just try to like. Can, you imagine, can you imagine someone walks in on you and I'm just like touching my elbow <laughs> with a huge erection? Just like, oh. I can imagine. I got, <laughs> elbow, I got an elbow chubby. Um, no, I mean, you might. You might. I guess you might. I don't know. I've never thought. Of it in that way. I mean, would you say it to someone like, let's say someone meets someone out at a bar, first hookup? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily first hookup. <laughs> no, not to do 20 minutes on their whole body? Not like, that 20 a... minutes, but like definitely focus more on the foreplay sure. because that's someone who the next day will be like, wow, I'm going to remember this person. Now, what if there's someone out there, a guy, mm-hmm. and I'm, not, I'm just giving scenarios yeah. just because I want to like, you, you, we have a professional in here. Helping the people. Rachel Hoffman, <laughs> at SexDocHoff on Twitter and Instagram. The book, go buy it, okay? I don't just put people on here that email me once. I go in and I read their shit. It's a good book. Dating and Mating in a Techno-Driven World on Amazon. Um, what if there's a good, like, have you ever a couple come in where the guy's like, I just hate her blowjobs? Yeah. And what do you and say? And I will start the same way with the sensate stuff because she honestly probably he's he's focused so much on the blowjob itself. Sure. As opposed to if he's so aroused, mm. by the time she gets to the blowjob, it's gonna be like a few seconds. It'll like, be fine. <laughs> and you think that she's like It's like the blowjob is the act. Everyone's yeah. so obsessed with like, what did you do last night? Did you get a blowjob? Did you get what about like everything that came before that? Because to me, that's so much more like sensual and arousing. Sure, and it was like, how did you get to blowjob? Yeah, how did you get to blowjob? It's what? the trip, not the destination. Thank you. Exactly. And I, I <laughs> just so like, what if a girl like, do you have it the other way? A woman comes in, and she goes, he goes down on me, and it's awful. 
I mean, did you tell right? And I always say to her, well, did you talk to him about what you liked? Did you say to him? She probably like also like moaned, and so I'll probably do it the same way the next time. Yeah, I always talk about like how we should all be like sonars. <laughs> like four orgasms. Like if there's not feeling good, you don't make a noise. When it feels good, make a fucking noise. Let people know. I know. It's good communication. Yeah, this is... Uh, it's tough, though. I get it. It's, it's really It's tough. It's easier advice to give than course, it is to receive. Of course. Of course. And you have to be comfortable. You are, you don't want to necessarily like make your, shame your partner or tell them you're doing a bad job. Mm. But it's more so, you know, maybe move their head a little. I don't know. <laughs> let's, okay. Well, let's do some emails. I'm very excited that yeah, you're here. Me too. This is very interesting to me. Thank because you. This is, uh, this is perfect. Uh, this is PB&J. <laughs> good compliment to this podcast and what we do here. We have... Uh, sponsor on this podcast. I'm very excited about our new sponsor. Okay. And they are like, you know, they're in. They've bought into the J train thing. Okay. Ghost tequila. Do you like tequila? You drink tequila? Whiskey. But tequila's cool. Drink too. whiskey. I like a <laughs> spicy tequila. That spicy was a, tequila is and, great. And it's great because you know why spicy tequila is better than just regular any old tequila? It, you can have it on the rocks and it slows you down. It gets that little you get that little heat on your tongue. And it's mm. not this ghost tequila isn't so much heat. That you can't do it. It's got just the right amount. It's got ghost peppers in it. And it's 100% agave azul, a blanco, and a splash of ghost pepper designed to bring some spiciness into the people's night. I had it as a Bloody Mary. And I might just go around with a camelback of Bloody Mary <laughs> ghost tequila for the rest of the summer. Sounds amazing. It's an aphrodisiac, too. So that's awesome. Tequila is? The spicy. Really? Yep. Spicy's and aphrodisiac? Yeah, especially those peppers. Mm. Oh, my God. So we're going to read our spicy email of the week. You can hear the flames going off in the background. Um, but if you, right now, listeners of J-Train can get $5 off by going to ghosttequila.com, clicking buy online top right corner, and clicking on the Old Town Tequila button, okay? You're going to use promo code GHOST5, GHOST5, number five, GHOST5, five, GHOST5, five, GHOST5, five, GHOST5, five, GHOST5. Five. That's promo GHOST5 at ghosttequila.com. Buy online, Old Town Tequila, then you're in, okay? That's because there's a lot of steps because certain states, you might have some issues getting it sent to you, but we want people to go and get involved with Ghost Tequila. Cool bottle, cool look. You got a story to tell if you're a guy out there, you're a girl out there. Oh, this is the tequila that I know. People like having the thing that no one knows about. Now you get to serve up a new tequila. Let's do the spicy email of the week. And here's the title. This is spicy. Can't wait. I'm secretly hooking up with my brother's best friend. But wait, there's more. Do you deal with these situations? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I love it. What do you mean? How Someone comes to you alone. They go, they come to you and they say, I've been cheating on so-and-so. Oh, my God, all the time. Why do people cheat? Oh my God, there's so many reasons. I, I honestly, it's so many reasons. It could be that they're not happy. Could be that they're insecure. I mean, I could list like a hundred reasons. Mm. I, that's the first thing I find out is why are you cheating? Why are you cheating? Yeah. If you, uh, what up, Jew Train? I'm just gonna cut <laughs> straight to the point here. I'm hooking up with my little brother's best friend. Mm. Oh, it's a lady email. I got someone. Let's play the lady email. Someone was like, "Why do you play the man music and not the me- female music?" This is a lady email. Oh, I get. It's the other way around. <laughs> no, but you're right. That's the right. I thought the other. We'll play the dude email after this. They were upset. I was there, like, you always play the lady email, but you get all lady email. I was like, because when we first started the podcast, it was all dude emails. Right. So it was a joke that we play the chick email music, and now we have both male and female music. We'll play both. 
Um, that's the chick duty now. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> a dude email. We'll play that when we get it, but this is a chick email. It's a lady. I'm hooking up with my little brother's best friend. No one knows, and that's not even the most fucked part of this situation. This has been going on for weeks, and he has yet to fuck me, but loves to finger bang me and choke me into unconsciousness, which is fine because I'm into it, but I want more. Hmm. Into unconsciousness? Yeah. You've heard of this? Yeah. I mean, it's it's... I, there's a lot of people who like it. It's like part of BDSM, but the problem is, is that I don't know if the safety, if they're aware of the safety part of it. So what do you mean the safety part? I of mean, it? it's well, really, the, yeah. help the people now. What do we? No, what? no, no. I was saying like you. It's really scary because do they know really how to bring her back? How long is she unconscious for? Yeah. Like it's it's very terrifying. I don't know how young these people are, but a lot of people consider this like also a game to play to kind of like. And this is how people die yeah, from asphyxiation. Yeah, it's really scary. So what I would immediately suggest to these people is to get advice, go to a professional, and I know I'm right here, but actually go to a professional in person because there's a lot of rules when it comes to this type of play. Yeah. And so you really have to be aware of, you know, how you're doing it, be safe with each other, and also communicate with each other. Not one of you can be in the know. Both of you have to be in the know because she's going to be unconscious. Well, this is great advice. This is yeah. like you're, you're, you're going to go... You're going to go on the roller coaster ride. You got to make sure you're wearing the seatbelt. Exactly. And somebody's putting you into the into the chair the right, right way and they should go to the professional. Exactly. Like I'm not saying don't do it, but you have to be safe. Um, he has yet to fuck me, but loves to finger blast me and choke me into unconsciousness, which is fine because I'm into it, but I want more. I keep trying to touch him and stuff, but he won't let me. I mean, the dude won't even let me blow him. Is he just a psychopath who likes choking girls? We're both very physically attractive, and the chemistry between us is fucking insane. But this feels like a one-way street where I get choked and then he goes to bed. What's my move, Jared? Help. This is a great yeah, email for you. It's a really good email. It sounds like that's his fantasy. It sounds like his fantasy, he gets off by choking you, and to, so he's done. Like, that's his thing. So Is he coming? I, does she she doesn't say, say, but like, have that, you heard of? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you he, think he just goes off and masturbates while it, she's passed out? It could, it like, could be. That's his thing. That's his fantasy. He chokes her. He gets turned off, turned on by that, and then finishes masturbates, and then that's over. So he has to, she has to talk to him because if she's not getting pleasure out of this, like she could, she enjoys it. Says the the choking. Yeah. But is she finishing? Is she done? Like she says, the fingering's good, but. She wants to be fucked. So she needs to talk to him. Well, the idea that like, well, and then back, I'm kind of like, you know, the thing that speaks to me is his best friend doesn't know that he's having. Mm -hmm. He there are things guys do and like besides the sex. I think that's great advice. I think you're totally on point. Mm -hmm. Are you coming? Go talk to him. Be like, I'm not coming. Um, I'm enjoying what we're doing, but I feel like there's another level of what we could be doing. Mm -hmm. The other thing that plays heavy to me is that here's a guy that is afraid. What guys will do a lot of times with girls is they'll be like, I'll go this far and it's okay. Mm -hmm. We're looking for outs. So so I think he's thinking, well, I haven't fucked her yet. So if my friend finds out, then I can be like, no, we've only right. made out. <laughs> right. I've only, that makes a lot I've of only sense. choked yeah. her to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, what a weird thing. But there's a piece of me that understands that. Like, mm-hmm. this is kind of what we do when guys are like, you know, when guys date you but don't call label the relationship. They'll be like, oh, well, we never had That's, a talk. Mm-hmm. And then that becomes... The way out. Yeah, they have the way out. They're, it's a small lettering in the contract. Mm-hmm. So right now, because the brother doesn't know, you've allowed for 
fine writing in the contract. Mm-hmm. What I would say to her, you got to work this out to talk to the brother. Let the brother know. I bet you if they talk to the brother, it's ending because I think part of the appeal to them is the secrecy part of it. That, well, yeah, knowing that they choke, yeah. that there's a choking going on. <laughs> Behind closed doors and nobody knows. They like the bad. wrongness yeah. of yeah. it. I understand that. But, 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 but do it. The yeah. only way this moves to the next level is for the brother to find out, yeah. I think. Does she want it to? I don't. I, she can't doesn't know. She, I feel like she just wants to be fucked. I don't know if she like wants it to. Yeah, be but like, he's never gonna fuck no. unless he feels comfortable knowing that the brother's okay with it. Yeah, it's not gonna. Happen. He <laughs> won't fuck you until the brother gives the go fuck my sister. Which <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough. Listen, we're not saying it can't be climbed. People <laughs> have peaked ever Everest, but we're gonna say it's tough. It's gonna be tough. You might need a Sherpa. <laughs> Jay Sherpa here, trying to lead you through. But I, I, I'm not saying. Again, advice easier to give than to take, but that's our spicy email of the week. I love it. Thank you, Ghost Tequila. Go to ghosttequila.com, 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 promo code GHOST5. So you go to ghosttequila.com, buy online, then Old Town Tequila button, use GHOST5 for $5 off. Hey, support Ghost Tequila because they support this podcast. They keep the coal going into the J train. There we go. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Rachel Hoffman at Sex Doc Hoff. Go follow, go support, go get the book, Dating and Mating in the Techno Driven World. It's such a good time for this. And he also, like, there, does it feel like there's a new sexual revolution yep. going on? Yep. How would you describe that? Well, I think people are more open to talking about sex in general, yeah. especially because now it's going on in the media and in politics and everything. Everyone wants to be talking about sex. So I think it has. Politics? <laughs> well, well, the whole like Me Too. Oh, and, okay. Like, yeah, you know, no, we don't like, have to get into it. Yeah. But, um, Trump's out here fucking. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah. like now we can talk about it. Sure. Um, so it's, it's great because people are vocalizing now, oh, my sex has been bad. I finally now can say something about it. Okay. And this is, uh, you know, and this is like women saying, fuck it. Yeah. Basically. Now we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk Sex about it. Sex has been painful for me. I haven't said anything now. I'm going to say something. So. Do you have older couples? Like, what's the... Oh, I have a range. I start at 18. I have an 18-year-old client, and I have a 70-year-old couple. The 70-year-old couple, <laughs> how does that go down? They're awesome. They're they, awesome. They just want to... They want to fuck. They want to fuck. Yeah. They're amazing. Amazing. So into each other. They want to try new things. They want to bring in toys. What, but, but, they, but what brought them in on their, their – how did they get – they're like, get the walkers. We're going <laughs> We're going on the well, Dr. Like Hoffman. Well, like the new 50. They like, I, look awesome. They look great. They look awesome. They're like, we don't feel like we need to stop our sex life. And why Why not now? Why not spice but, it so up? If they're so great together, they were just like, let's bring in a third party to like let us know what's out there? Yeah, Are you... they just wanted to openly talk about it. They're retired. They're like – also, they go away for like spurts of time, and they're like, sure. "We want to bring toys. We want to be adventurous. What can we bring? And how do we pack it? How do we? Yeah, what do we? <laughs> what do we buy? They also like don't know how to like use social media and the internet necessarily. Like find cool toys. So they're like, "What do we do? They seem like the coolest they're people, awesome. and I'm so happy they're not my grandparents. I want to be friends with them, but I don't <laughs> want them to be my family because they, like then they're at dinner like." You won't believe the new rabbit we bought. <laughs> and you're like, Grandma, what the fuck are you talking about? I I'd hope you're so talking happy. about a real rabbit. <laughs> this is how do I deal? Are you in a relationship? Are you single? I'm Any- single. You're I'm single. single. How? This has to be a weird thing to be <laughs> single with. It's, it's, I love it because for me, when I date someone, I tell them what I do. It's a huge sign how they respond to me. Like if they say to me, 
oh, so you're good at sex? I'll be like, yes, but that has nothing to do with my job. And it kind of <laughs> senses like, you know, like a little like immaturity. If they're like, oh, that's so interesting. Like, tell me about your client. I'm like, so sure. it's a maturity, immaturity screening uh, process. Ah, that's interesting. And I yeah. like that because a lot of women write in like, how do I know if this guy's right? Exactly. Whatever. These are things you should be doing. How do people respond to my job? How do people respond to like uh, my hobbies or mm-hmm. or different conversations? But like, you have to have guys that are like, drooling they meet you and they're like you do this i now anything goes yeah yeah they just don't understand what it means so they're like does that mean you like like to experiment with a million different things like again yes but it has nothing to do with like my job it's not why i do what i do see my assumption of dating someone with your background would be more that talking about things would be easier I, I hope so. But I would th- I would, no, I would think so. Like I, I would think that the, since nothing has shot, you know, nothing would come as a shock weird, to right. you um, that I could be like, oh, well, you know, th- that would open up the doors That's that true. way. That's definitely true. Because um, you must have guys be like, well, I've been thinking about like it's like I would think of it as like, oh, I'm a foot doctor. And then you know, for the rest <laughs> of your life, anyone with feet pe- issues, they're it's like, they're like coming to you with their issues. Mm-hmm. I would assume that these guys you date, they. Yeah, everyone. Turn I mean, into clients at a certain yeah. point. I mean, somewhat, but I think what exactly what you said. It's like the openness. We could talk yeah. about anything. We could talk about anything sex-related. I'm pretty vocal about what I would like. And Have you ever pretty... had a weird date where someone says something to you? They're like, I can't believe this person felt he had to tell me this now? Mm, not necessarily, really. I mean, I can't think of anything that's been so weird, but maybe it's because nothing <laughs> sounds weird to sure, me. Sure, sure, sure. And mm. what was your last relationship? Um, it ended a year ago. It was for four years. Four years. That's a long time. Yeah, it was a long time. And how did it end? It was a mutual ending. Honestly, like, I have nothing really bad to say. But what I will say is that if you're not happy with what you're doing in life and not feeling stable, you shouldn't be in a relationship. There's something better out there. Yeah. Okay, let's do some more emails. How do I deal with an Instagram model without becoming a doormat? (laughs) This is a dude writing it. Okay. Ooh, yeah. A dude email. Hello, Papa JT. I'll cut right to the chase. I graduated last year from a very nice private university in Southeast, and I now live a couple hours from school. This year, I pretty well know, uh, a pretty well-known Instagram model transferred in. So he just graduated last year, and then this person's transferred into his school. Okay. She put up a story saying she wanted a Coachella buddy, and I jokingly, not jokingly, submitted an application. Made it funny and everything. Shockingly, she replied, and we got to chatting. We have the connection point of going to the same school, so it was easy to keep things moving, and she even gave me her number. Well, we didn't end up going, shocker, but things aren't uh, bad in any way. We just don't talk as much as I don't want to pester her, and I think she was seeing someone, but I'm not sure if that's the case anymore. I'm moving to Las Vegas next month, and she often flies out to the West Coast for shoots. I'd love to go to a festival with her or just even grab a drink to get to know her better. I have a fine rapport with her, but I'd, uh, I'd like to build on it. My question is this. How do I ask this girl to spend some time with me without losing my dignity by saying something like, oh, my God, I'll pay for your flight ticket, hotel, etc.," while also being respectful towards her and the fact that she may be still seeing another guy? If she isn't, great. If she is, then I'd like to still be able to gracefully bow out. I'm waiting for the dude, give it up, and I, and I would if she wasn't actually the most attractive person I've ever seen. <laughs> I figured it's swing uh, to hit it out of the stadium or strike out horribly. Um, so what do we think? 
people are also really so scared of rejection. Yeah. I mean, he also, like, doesn't know this girl so well. So I understand it's, like, an ego thing sometimes. Sure. But, okay, there's two things. One, I think he says he's been chatting with her casually. The door's open. The door's open. Yeah. Keep chatting casually and bring up a topic that both of you have kind of chatted about in the past, whether it's like a music festival. It sounds Mm -hmm. like she's into music festivals. I would start with that topic and then say, like, let's grab a drink. Like, I would love to hear more about it if something like comes up. Yeah. Like casual. Yeah. I I think the whole idea, like you're putting this person on a pedestal because of whatever following she has, which is totally fine. I get it. Um, You're bringing up Vegas because you're like, oh, she flies out there all the time. What I what I'll say to you is this says you're making this into way more than it has to Agreed. be. Agreed. He has that. You've started talking to her, and she's responded. Like I have people that DM me all the time, and then I write back, "Thank you," and then they'll be like, "What are you doing tonight?" And I'll just write back nothing because <laughs> I'm like, this is the end of where I go, and I'm appreciative. And I've had people write me on Instagram. They go, "Hey, uh, we should get a drink sometime," and I'll write back. I'm happy you like my stuff. I'm very flattered. I hope you can come to a show, but I don't meet people this way. So that's like an easy yeah. way. And she has written that to other people too. So there's a reason she keeps going along. Right. We're not saying it's because she's like, I got to fuck this no, no, rando no, loser. She's saying. No, she's, she's chatting. She's in. She's, yeah. you know, living this reality. So what I would say to you is you... These conversations, whether it's happening on a dating app or Instagram DM and these idle hovering conversations that you're having, because right now it feels like they're just helicoptering Mm -hmm. above. You need to land the helicopter on a plant. So that means putting yourself out there to say, hey, uh, and forgetting that she has whatever many following and whatever it is. Um, And And this other guy, too. And this other guy, because that other guy is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is, hey, I'm having a fun time talking to you, and I would like to see if you're going to be around this weekend because I'm going to be in town, would love to get a drink. And make it so easy that the only answer could be no. Yep. If you make it like, well, maybe I'll be around in two weeks, and what does your two weeks look like then? It's the, once it gets complicated, then it's it's Make a, it it's so out. easy. Mm-hmm. And the easy way is... You said that she's in the school that you used to go to. Maybe you're going back this fall for a game. Maybe you're, or maybe you're like going, hey, I'm going to Vegas next week. Um, I don't know how we work this out, but I know this is crazy. You can even also admitting to the reality mm-hmm. and saying, hey, I know this is kind of a crazy thing and I messaged you because of a Coachella festival, but I'd really like to get a drink with you sometime. Um, I'll be in Vegas on these dates. I'll be in this town two hours away on these dates. If those mar- mar- match up, great. If they don't, uh, let me know another time you're traveling. Maybe we'll find a way. And she can either go yes or maybe. I like the idea of connecting on something that you've already connected on, like the music thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like she clearly is into Coachella or festivals or sure. some sort of thing. So, But it might be weird for him to be like, hey, come to me. Come no, no, spend no. a 24-hour date with me. No, no, no. <laughs> but, hey, you know, we've talked about Coachella yeah. and music. Let's go get a drink and exactly. talk about it more. Exactly. The exactly. minute you don't, extend to real life is the minute that you're just doing it it's it's your own insecurity it's not that they haven't done anything j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com i want to do two more emails because they're very good and great for rachel to get into so let's do them real quick and then we'll do some news um we also have a uh voicemail we have a good voicemail so let's do these two a voicemail and then we'll do a uh, news story hey j nudes etiquette 
So you do you talk about sending nudes? Mm-hmm. What are your feelings? What are you? What's your professional opinion? I think sexting is awesome, but you think sexting is awesome. It really is. It's great for couples. The problem is, is the safety of your nudes. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. So if you trust the person you're sending them to, cool, cool. But also that person, that relationship could end, and then who knows where your nudes and, are going? Well, I mean, it's a huge problem. But I have nudes from women that I have. You wouldn't do anything. I would. Ne- I just think like that's nice of you. Well, I I don't even think it's. Not, I think that's like the regular. Like <laughs> like I think. I would like, hope so. Yeah, I would. I would hope so too. Like I I know there's this like whole revenge porn thing that's yep, out there, exactly, which is very scary to it's me. It's really scary. Um, but I do think that like, you know, like I've I've even like gone back to text conversations with exes, and I'm like, oh, it's in the you know <laughs> they press that I in the corner. You're like, oh, I had those, and it's like. I'm always just like, oh, that's nice. Right. Good to see your tits again. You know, like, <laughs> this is a nice rundown memory lane. Um, hey, J-Train, I've run into a problem with my past couple Tinder matches. We get a good back and forth going before one. Uh, we exchange Snapchats and continue the back and forth. Well, the past four or five matches, they've sent me nudes out of the blue. This is from a dude. Uh-huh. Um, I'm always appreciative. <laughs> I'm always appreciative, uh, Ooh, yeah. but I don't know how to respond. So the question is, how do you respond to a chick when she blows your Snapchat up with nudes while you're at family dinner? Thanks for your sage-like <laughs> advice. Always appreciate. It. What do you think? There's a time and a place for nudes. I mean, yeah, I guess, but like, I feel like, I mean, I don't know what the, his deal is with his family, but also then don't be opening Snapchat at the family dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know that you're living in a minefield. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Go back to your room and then open your snaps. I, sure. And also, you know the names of the yeah, people exactly. that send these things. I mean, I, do you think like single people should be sending nudes? Like, I think this, for these girls, I can't believe they're sending them this quick. I know. A lot of people do that. I've heard from my, a lot of my guy friends. Yeah. They're like, girls send it so fast. It's insane. More more quick than we even, like, think they're going to happen. Yeah. But, like, guys, I mean, obviously, the the well-known thing is the dick pic just gets sent out of nowhere. And we don't know what, you know, at at a left field. Uh, (laughs) Shelby's giving a thumbs up. He is. Yeah. This was, like... Four years ago, I was like just trying Tinder for the first time. Sure, and I like like started chatting with a girl. Went well, and she said like, "Do you have Snapchat?" I didn't even have it, so mm-hmm. I downloaded it. <laughs> of course, look at that's how quick a guy will do something <laughs> with a girl that's into him. I yeah, so like, I downloaded oh, it. That's what people do. So then, <laughs> did it immediately sent me a picture of her like out of the shower, towel open, and I was like, okay, that was like super fast. Then went back to the Tinder conversation, like, a couple Mm. messages and went like, hey, so you want to, like, meet up, see a movie? And she went like, hey, hey, I, like, barely know you yet. (laughs) I was like, this, I was so confused. Come on, you got to meet my family first. I've only shown you my tits. That's why crazy. do why would she do that? Why it's it's, a own, it's their own thing. They want to feel you know Loved. they're gonna get the compliments. Yeah. And your body's amazing, and they it's like this pleasure knowing that the other person is like jerking off to you. Interesting. I would. I mean, I've never thought of like a woman like you know playing you know playing with herself to me. Mm-hmm. Like that wouldn't like my first thought wouldn't be that with a dick pic. Oh yeah. I mean, if if she's asking for it, that's gonna happen. That's probably gonna happen. So what what do you think? Like I mean. Etiquette-wise, 
Is there an etiquette to nudes? I mean, I just think that unless, first of all, unless someone asks for it, don't send it. Yeah, you got to wait to be asked. Wait to be asked. And if someone asks, then it's your own preference. I'm not mm. one to say don't send it. But I, it's like I said before, just know that they're going to have it saved. Yeah. <laughs> and saved, if you're, if you're, if you're okay with that, then you're yeah. okay with that. But there's nothing wrong with it. All right. Let's do, let's do a voicemail. We're coming towards the end. Rachel Hoffman, this has been amazing. This has been so fun. I'm so pumped that you've been here. Sex Doc Hoff, we got to have you back because- Love it. So much information. At Sex Doc Hoff on Instagram. Dating and mating in a techno-driven world. That's the book. Go buy it on Amazon. I'm sure it's going to help all you guys out. Um, Shelby, let's play a voicemail. Hey, Jared. uh, Listening to your last podcast, and you were talking about the condom thing. So I'm in a predicament with this. I am a fan of the condom, safe sex, double birth control, all that fun stuff. The girl I'm currently dating is allergic to latex, and she's on birth control. We've had the issue recently where the condoms that she can use that are latex-free don't really work for me. What do you mean don't work? Mostly, we think due to the lube, um, whenever I try to use it, it's an immediate erection killer. Uh, I'm 24, so it's not like there's an issue going on. don't really watch that much porn, and she suggested going without the condom and pulling out, uh, but then I have an issue of getting two in my head about not pulling out in time, and that's also a boner killer. So just thought I'd throw that out there and see if you had any advice for when birth control preferences don't line up. All right. Thanks, Jared. Great Bye. phone call. Perfect awesome, guest awesome. for this phone call. I love this this guy. What do we, yeah, because he wants to be safe. I'm yeah. with him. I'm Mr. Condom. I think that's awesome. I mean, I, but it's, I don't even, it's, it's not even about the woman. I just want peace of mind. I get it. Condom and birth control put together, that is like my perfect Complete person. Peace of mind. I am completely happy with that sexual experience. Anytime that gets switched up, I just don't feel good about the hookup. So I can see eye to eye with this guy. He just wants to feel good about what's going on. The latex thing, do you have any advice? Oh, for sure. I mean, um, he said before that they've tried the non-latex condoms. There's multiple non-latex condoms. Go to a pharmacy, and there's some that are thinner than others. So try to okay. find the thinner non-latex condoms. Some of the ones that she might be purchasing are probably thicker, and so that might be uncomfortable. And then with the lube part, there's so – I mean, you can go into a store and see – so many different types of lube. What's the you? What is? I've never used lube. I, I've I, never. I think it's great. You, you, <laughs> you almost said love. Um, what? What's so great about lube? How do you use that? What is the? I mean, there's so many different types of lubes. I just think it's really helpful, especially for women. It slides in way easier. A lot of women have issues in the beginning, get a mm. little tight, and so it's just it's helpful for um, the men to just slide in with with a little bit of lube. Don't like some people like pour the bottle on. Like, don't put yeah, so much is. on it. Um, just the same a little. Ketchup. You're right. Yeah, just a little bit of lube. There's also. And what do you do? You put the lube on top of on the, top condom? the condom. I think that would also and it's help supposed him. To, and, it, and it feels good for, it's natural, to, it's okay it, to go in there yep, and yep, all that? Yeah, to- get the organic kind, totally great. Um, I love Uber Lube. Shout out to Uber, Uber Lube. Uber Lube, okay. It's great, it's great. Um, <laughs> it also it, gets you to a place in time and they don't talk to you. Exactly, it's, it's really awesome. And then there's also warming lubricant if you prefer warming. So there's all different kinds. I really think that he'll be fine. I think it's probably, to, what it sounds like to me is that the, uh, the non-latex condom they're getting is too thick. He has to get more involved 
with, with, the, with the buying the purchase. Yeah. Yes. It, it seems like he's like, okay, that's not my thing. Exactly. I'll do whatever. And then she brought back what she knew. And, it, you know, this is more, you're more exactly. involved than you maybe want to be or have ever had to be. Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's what it sounds like. She's the purchaser and it's not working for him. And also these are the things, like, I, I mean, to go to his grander question of, you know, what do you do when the birth control methods don't, don't line, up. line up? Do you have clients? Have you met with people that are like, I want to use... Like, I was with a girl once that would get mad at me for not... For using condoms. Yeah, because like, women she, don't like them either sometimes. But it wasn't even about... It felt like it was more like, this keeps you with me more. Right. Like, you're right. you're not mm-hmm. giving me the cum. Yep. And that was, like, somehow yep. a part of, like, whether we were... With each other. And that made me feel very uncomfortable because then I was like, oh, I didn't even think of it that way. And now I'm thinking of it as. No, it's uh, true. This is, you know, now I'm kind of stuck in your game. It's the conversation before, like, the exclusiveness. It's like kind of saying, oh, like, should we not use condoms? And then based on their reaction, you know, if they're like dating other people. Because if if they're like, oh, no, like, we don't have to. I'm not seeing anyone else. Then you're like, oh, this is so serious. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. No, it's it's true. Um, The birth control thing, I think, again, goes back to communication. If you feel like it's a safety thing and they don't, I mean, why don't they? If it's because of like they want to feel like the relationship is more serious, then you're gonna have to have that talk with them anyway. You know, don't put the. Con- I mean, I've I've given that advice to women. Where I'm like, see what happens when you bring that up and see yeah. how weird they get. Yep. But you have to. That's a two-folded piece Absolutely. of advice. It's yeah. It's say you don't want to use condoms, and then they go, oh, and then you go, well, is it because you're seeing other people? And you have to have that second question has to happen. Absolutely. It can't be one question, and then because then you're left at. Why the fuck does she need this? Yep. You know, and exactly. now it's become because in my mind, I was always like, if a girl didn't want to use condoms and was like adamant again about it, I'd be like, well, I this person wants to have control over me. Mm-hmm. Not, and I know that's not fair, but that's just how it felt to it. me. It's 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 just two things because it's is it about because you want to have the exclusiveness exclusiveness talk? That's one mm-hmm. thing, but like for me, like. I, I it's not as pleasurable mm. with condoms, which is fine. But of course, I would use them until you know we're exclusive. But yeah. I would bring it up just asking more so for like the safety part of it. Sure, like, I think it's. I mean, STIs are a huge problem. So like, I would bring it up for more STIs. That. What is that? Se- sexual transmitted infections. That's what we say. We don't do say STDs anymore. And like, you don't? The, and like the academic world. Why? No. What is what? what yeah, I don't know. We Pluto's just, not a planet. <laughs> We are, we're just trained to say STIs now, okay. but they're more infections than diseases. Oh, I get yeah. it. So it's more you know, less- It's the that, medical thing. I got you. But yeah. Shelby, let's do a couple news items, then we'll get the hell out of here. This is uh, kind of going along with the voicemail, sort of the first email. There's a new study out that suggests more condoms in porn will result in more condoms in real life, but- there's some uh, people out there because, you know, sex ed, not really as prevalent as people might think. And mm-hmm. how good is it even when they do teach it? If they put it in porn and, you know, say, oh, that could be a teaching tool that that's also not good because, you know, the way people have sex in porn, the way it's portrayed. What do you think? What is this article? Where is it from? Sex.com. <laughs> Shelby's, Shelby's mind. <laughs> 
so this was a, like a study. They're basically it's from the Sexual Wellness Center. Uh, That's good. Pornhub. They also have like a new Research. thing about like sexual wellness where people give like legit advice and that type mm-hmm. of thing so what do you think it's, it's nice that these it's hilarious that Pornhub is like we need to give back to the community it's true they yeah. just oh they opened up a whole new education platform are you for, for that do you like that I think like great. i think it's great just because like everyone goes to Pornhub. sure so if more people are going to it and getting some you know information on the side yeah. why not i think using condoms and porn is great because as much as we don't want to admit it, we basically, majority of us learn about sex from porn. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I if you're going to put condoms in porn, then you got to put them putting them on and taking them off. That's what I want to see. Because then you can show people that there's more going on. Like, just seeing... The end of the condom, like, I'm like, all I go is, oh, there's a condom. That's kind of weird. Uh, but if if I see them, like, like, say, like I would like, I think a, an, an inf- informational porn would be him going, do you have a condom? <laughs> and then her being like, there's one, I think there's one in the drawer, in the drawer over there. But I think it's from, like, an old guy. And then you go, oh, that's cool. Then you get it, and then you put it, and then you show him putting it on, like, pinching the top like i want to see the whole, <laughs> the whole thing. thing that I totally would be help. great i would love it because there's so many things and then i want to see when they get done and then he runs to the bathroom <laughs> does that little run and he's got to take it off and then he goes to flush it put it in the garbage and he's like i'm gonna flush it down the toilet and then they like put up a little pop-up <laughs> from a plumber being like don't the room makes my job harder. Like, wouldn't that be a more informational? It. Because sex is like that. Sex yes. is a little bit messier than that. There's that awkward time where it's like you're craving the sex and you want to say, like put it in, but then like you have to have that time to like rip off the wrapper sure. and everyone's like, ugh, you know. But like, and then sometimes she tries to yeah. put it on, <laughs> and then she does. She'll half-ass it because she doesn't really know what to do, so she'll put it on halfway. <laughs> and then I gotta like, okay, I got this. Like now I gotta be the man in the situation. Let me, let me, let me finish this mm. off. And then you know. You take it off and then like you know everyone going to the bathroom afterwards so they don't get sti sti or whatever they run or utis yeah you know i want that i want a porn that reflects my experience good to me i like it the one where the guy there are no condoms so the guy runs to the puts on his clothes backwards and runs to the bodega have you done that and of course you run to the bodega yeah and i look like i go give me some condoms yell at this guy and then he looks at me and goes oh come on okay hold on that'll be thirty dollars and he's you're like thirty dollars and he's like he just knows that he got you Mm -hmm. you know any other stories shelby it's not uh so much a story but it's kind of been the news lately i kind of maybe want your thoughts on it the term incel incel have you heard that Mm -hmm. before is that an insect or (laughs) is that a what is going on it's kind of in the news just with, like, the frustrated male and... Oh, I have heard about kinda... this. Kind of... So these are guys that uh, they're in... What, where's the name incel come from? What is that? It start. It stands for involuntary celibate. Um. It was started, like, years ago, ironically, by, like, a woman who... I think I used to call these people losers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> involuntary <laughs> celibate is so, such a horrible way... To but, describe yourself, <laughs> that like who would come up with such a that no, but, is that is a, a backwards way of being like I haven't had sex in a while. The it's like it started dairy celibate. Like it started by a woman I'm celibate, and it was but like I didn't a, mean it to happen. Well, yeah, it was like a support group for like other women that they couldn't like 
get laid. And it was like okay. kind of a good thing in a way, but so over these, these women were like supporting each other, saying, "Hey, we're all having this problem. We'd like to get laid, but we can't find it." Yeah, but like a lot of things co-opted by men who okay. kind of turned it into not so nice of a thing. Now there's like all these groups. They call themselves incel. That you know, their personalities are probably horrendous they like blame Incel women that, yeah is, this well this is like you know last episode we had a story about a guy with a youtube page where these people were like he did a prank where he went out and put up a voice box and people could write what they wanted mm-hmm. and then he got gave a someone wrote a bomb threat and now he's arrested yeah. whatever but this is one of those things where it's like incel seems like a name a nerd who loves marvel <laughs> would give to himself for not fucking like, 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 this is like he's written on a shirt, you know, the incel, you know, like, get the incels, you know, like he is a captain incel. It also, you know, it's like, also crazy because it sounds like there was a group and then a counter group. And everyone yeah. always wants to be like the counter group. Like you, you women created a group for this and now we're going to create a group for that. Sure. And then everyone like targets back with different groups and like. What's, what's even more hilarious is that the male incels would never have sex with the female incels. <laughs> Why don't they just fuck each other and get it over with? But that's how much ego these men have that have started these yeah. incel groups are because they think they're above the women incels. That's the saddest part yeah. to me. And now they're like marching in the streets or some shit, Shelby? <laughs> are they marching? What a sad march that is. <laughs> we are the incels. Go. <laughs> oh, I, the thing I've seen on the internet about them is that they're angry and they think it's women's fault that they're not being fucked. That and like they're kind of. Ev- they're kind of what? They're, it seems the anger is really the thing that separates right. them from the women. The women. This is such a different thing. Like there's just these incels that are men are mm-hmm. being like, how could these women not fuck us? Right. And the women are going, what can we do to get men to fuck <laughs> us? Doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. the the blaming of the wo- the women, the whole thing is just ridiculous. If I was, if I ever said the word incel, that's the moment you they should be seeing you. <laughs> if you're calling yourself an incel, yeah, please come see me. Office on twenty fifth between <laughs> six and seven. Go and and we're gonna do some you know background checks, but you know listen. <laughs> Um, Rachel, thank you for coming of on. Of course, it was this, a pleasure. This was so cool. Was I think you gave amazing perspective and thank advice. You. And everyone should go buy your book because More it's advice. a good. What a great beach read with mom and dad. Totally right. You guys, yep. you know, get into it. You can mm-hmm. talk. It is Rachel Hoffman at Sex Doc Hoff. Okay, mm-hmm. Sex Doc with a C H O F F. The book is called Dating and Mating in a Techno Driven World. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, Shelby, thank you for popping on. Thanks for having me. <laughs> At Classic Shelb on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. I'm Jared Freed, okay? We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Keep sending them in. Keep telling your friends. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back to the next episode. Boom. <laughs>